It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back to the BWI Daily. You guys suggested it. We took your suggestions and we ran with it. Last week, uh, T. Frank had a couple of interviews, Dakari Nelson, Mason Robinson. Today, we're going to bring you Andrew Rappelier, uh, the stud tight end from Massachusetts, on the latest edition of the BWI Daily. How you guys doing? Andrew, welcome to the show. Always a pleasure to have future Nittany Lions in the house. How's everything going? You're going to sign in a couple of days. Good. Appreciate you guys having me. Uh, excited to put the pen to the paper a couple of days. So, yeah, it should be uh, should be a culmination of a long journey. Of course, uh, your journey had a few twists along the way, but you are getting a chance to uh, sort of live the dream. S- uh, sign those scholarship papers. I know this is something that every high school player, um, you know, whether they think they can do it or not, uh, ends up dreaming this dream of playing major college football. And you found yourself, you found your way to Penn state. How does it feel to put this entire process behind you and get on with the next step? I'm just excited. I mean, ever since I committed in April, I've just been looking forward to the day where I can just, you know, make it official. And, you know, it's all going to be history after that. And I'm just going to be working my tail off like every day. Wednesday is going to be a regular day, but um, I'm just excited. I'm ready to get there. I'm ready to get to work. Who are you most excited for in on Wednesday? You know, obviously you feel good about yourself, but family, friends, coaches, and things like that. I mean, who do you think this means the most to, aside from maybe your parents that are not having to, to spend the uh, tuition check for you? Uh, I mean, some of my coaches, I think. Uh, a lot of people who were, were in my inner circle when I was back home in New York really pushed for me and, uh, you know, helped me out and made calls to get me to Milton and whatnot and, you know, really get me the exposure I needed. So I think like my head coach, uh, Brian Walsh for Our Lady Lourdes High School and coach Kevin McDonald can be really excited about uh, making it official just because I, I feel I worked really hard and I think they know I worked really hard. You know, I came from, I still say a place that really, you know, had no looks, came middle of nowhere. So I'm just really excited about it. Yeah. How did that journey work out? Because I think a lot of people see you and, and see you're at Milton and just assume that that's where you've been or that's where you popped up. You're from New York. Um, but how did that journey come about? Where did you find yourself as a as a as a typical senior in high school um, trying to find your way to the next level? How did how did everything come along and how did you land at Milton? Uh, I mean, it was all kind of just a wild process. Just when I committed to one of the to want to play football in the sense of like, I decided like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Mom, dad, like, I really want to think I want to go big in this. Um, that decision was kind of made. I would say like, end of my soft, my true sophomore year, my uh, sophomore year, early in my early junior year, I kind of just made that decision. I was like six, maybe six, three, like 190 pounds. So I really didn't think I would be committing to Penn state. Um, and I just really said, I was like, I'm just going to work my ass off. This is what I want to do. Saw my brother do it. And he went to Wake Forest. And I was just like, I mean, I know that's what I want for myself. So I worked my ass off. And um, COVID happened. I got three games. I got a little look. I got some looks. But with 2020, the reality was being in 22, a lot of those kids were getting screwed with COVID. 
Um, <clears throat> and I just, after I had the three game uh, season, my repeat junior year, or my first junior year, I would, uh, decided to go to Milton and I had enough film that kind of gave me a little exposure. I started to get a couple offers and then I played at Milton and like a lot of people were saying when I left Lords, like there was a lot of support, but there was also the people who were just like, yeah, like he's going to, you know, do his thing. But like, I don't think really anybody thought I was going to end up going to somewhere like Penn state. Um, and I got to Milton, just kept my head down, worked hard. I was skin and bone, like 215. I mean, and then I kept working up to this year. And now I'm like 235 pounds. So, I mean, I've just been working really. It's It was all just having the right resources, keeping people in my corner. And I mean, you know, yeah, just working hard. So, okay. hell of a journey. But uh, I mean, I'm just excited how it's all turned out. To put it into context, you said you got a couple schools looking at you. What What's the difference in levels that we're talking here? Because obviously it wasn't Penn State. It wasn't Michigan, Boston College, those things. Well, what what kind of who I guess who were you hearing from? We're not trying to slight any lower levels of football because, you know, there's good players that play at that level. But what were you looking at at that point? Uh, I can actually say, like, I went to this uh, New York State Combine um, when I was it was when COVID was happening. I went to go run, like uh, get times and whatnot. I was like. I'm, I remember what I weighed. I was like, I was 6'4", 206 pounds. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to, like the coaches that were talking to me then, like Stony Brook, um, Bryant, Monmouth, schools like that. Uh, and I just like, the reality was, I, like I didn't know where I stood among like tight ends and like kids in my class because I just was just playing football and like having fun. Like I didn't really know at the time, like that's what I wanted to do. And the wake up call was kind of when Wake Forest, I mean, Wake Forest offered me. I was on a Zoom call, like not expecting it. And like they were recruiting me because of my brother and they offered me. And I was, I was like really like blown away. I was like shocked. And then I was when I, when I was like, oh, my God, like, like this is like I, that's what woke me up. I was like, that's what, how coaches feel about me, I guess you could say. Like I'm a power five player, I guess you could say. And I just started working my tail off from there. Like I remember I put on I was. My junior COVID COVID year came around. I was 212 pounds for that season, but it was like a different weight. Like I was moving. I was really developing as an athlete and as a tight end. Like I was becoming a blocker and whatnot. I just started to get exposure from bigger schools and I kind of really appreciated that and was grateful for it. But like, I just really didn't know where I stood being from a football area where no one had gone big. Like that was the reality of it. I understand. I mean, it sounds like your confidence just completely flipped you know yes playing at lords obviously a different different setup than playing at, at even milton which you know new england football is not i mean it's it's not the the big schools down south and things like that but still it's a different level so you're it sounds like your confidence just took uh just took a rocket ship there mm, yeah exactly i mean i was going from a, a pretty solid player and then the like that first offer gave me so much so much confidence and in my own game and in like my, myself and as a player. <clears throat> and now like, I mean, every time I step on the field, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm like the best player on that field. So, <clears throat> and that's just come with like hours and hours of sweating my ass off working every day. And like, I love like lifting the grind. I embrace it. I love it. It's my favorite part of my day when I'm in class and like a lot of you, I can't even wait to, for that day to be over to get to the weight room. And it's just like, it's, I've made connections with like, 
the workouts and all of that. And I like embrace it and I love it. And like, that's why I just feel like I'm going to be very successful at Penn state because I know that like the, like the pain, the workouts are going to bring the, like the relationships I'm going to build doing it and whatnot. I'm just gonna, I feel like I'm going to do really well with it. The BWI daily edition is brought to you by collegiate athletic travel. For those who haven't made their Rose bowl plans, here's a deal that will get you to LA the easy way and at a price you won't find anywhere. For just $8.95, you'll fly round-trip nonstop via Southwest Airlines charter flight from Harrisburg into the Hollywood Burbank Airport, LA's Easy In, Easy Out Airport. Depart Harrisburg on December 30th and return January 3rd. Book now with only a few seats remaining at this price. This is brought to you by Penn State's longtime travel experts, Collegiate Athletic Travel. For complete details and to book your reservation, visit athletictravel.com. Stepping away from the recruitment, what what is a day like for you? I mean, what's uh, what's on the, the docket for you when you're talking workout? Because this is this is one level of workout. You, on the other hand, you got Chuck Losey waiting for you uh, yeah. in a couple of months here at Penn State. What is what, what is the uh, the outlook for you on a day day to day basis? And then what are you looking forward to from that aspect when you get to Penn State? So I basically I'm on a four day lifting program: Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday. I do I go to the field uh, like an indoor field, and I go doing a, I go to a different I did. I do a different workout with this program, North Star Sports Performance, and back at my home. Um, so that's what I'm doing Wednesday, and then outside of that, on Saturdays I do like a recovery day with them. And the program I'm doing is from Athletic Evolution, who Pat Fireman, Pat Fireman's gym. He that's where he goes when he's home. Um, Dana Barry is the one who set it up for me. So I follow I follow um, that program. And it's really. I mean, it really helped me over the summer when I started. I was. When I was when I'm on, I was on my OV, I weighed 213 pounds, and when I went on my OV or my visit this past weekend, I was 234.7, and that has helped me, like weightlifting. I mean, the weightlifting, just the program, the discipline of it, following it, staying consistent with it, and just like like I said, embracing it, and like I love doing it, and like seeing my numbers go up on a weekly basis only makes me work harder. So that has just helped me. Like, I mean, when I see, I'm seeing my results on the field, like I'm moving so much better. You know, I might be heavier, but I, I run and I'm running a four or five all day, like a low four or five. And I know right. I am. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, it's just been, I, I've, the weight room and all of it has, um, I've embraced it and it's helped me on the field in so many ways, blocking, route running. And then especially my uh, route work, uh, my coach, uh, Coach Chris Easter um, with Kingdom Way Training and uh, out of New York, he is—he's my uh, footwork coach. He's helped me like he's—he doesn't train me like a tight end. That's reality of it. He trains me to be a receiver, and it's helped me like I'm move like one. And um, as for my offense and and school, they just kind of saw me develop a little bit better or become more developed, put weight on, was moving a lot better in the off season. Um, and started utilizing me more in the offense. So we're watching some highlights here. If you're following along on the YouTube channel and you're not playing tight end, you're playing all over the place. You're, you're playing running back essentially. Uh, I mean, you're doing everything except throwing the ball. And I don't know if you probably did that too. Um, <laughs> how do you describe yourself as a, as a tight end? Um, how do you, how do you see yourself uh, traditional Y traditional app? Where, where do you fit into the mix? And do you want to be labeled as something like that? So for a while, I, I mean, I wasn't even aware there were H's and Y's till like 
about two years ago, like when I really started paying close attention to the offenses and whatnot. So I always thought I was a, I was a big inline guy when I was at Lords, especially because I was bigger than everybody. Even at 210 pounds, I was six four, but I was bigger than everybody. And but at Milton, they started utilizing me more, like movement in the backfield or, or the yeah the backfield. Um, a lot of a lot of motioning, a lot of uh, like jet sweeps. I actually not even a lot. I got four or five touches for like I don't even know a lot of yards, a lot of couple touchdowns. But um, it was really like it was more of a traditional offense this year, like true what I'm going to play next year, I think. Um, and I've kind of like talking with Coach Howe and whatnot. Like Joey is more like I know Joey's going to be a Y. He could probably, he'll, he'll play some H too, but like. Jerry, he's a Y. I think I think he's a Y at least. Theo Y, Tyler Y, Brenton's an H, and I just think like I'm. Re- I've really started to love the H position, even though I haven't gotten there yet, just because like it fits my like what I like to do. I feel like I'm the best, one of the best route runner route runners in the country, and I feel bringing that in is going to help me a lot. Um, and like kickout blocking and whatnot, I could I feel I can punch above my weight. And obviously, I'm going to be about 242, I think, playing weight next year because I'll get there about 238. I know. Um, and just the the personnel, the package that you use with the H back is really is really fitting for me. Kicking out kids, leading through holes, um, and just being able to run the whole deal, you know, as a receiver, I feel I can really be successful in that. So. Tight uh, high school tight end prospects usually don't block. I mean, this is something you, you're the best player on your team. Joey's the best player on his team. Jerry was the best player on his team. But you you want to move the football, so you put that guy out there as a as a pseudo receiver. How difficult do you think that transition will be when they ask you to actually block? You know, big adult college men um, as compared to what you've had to deal with in high school. Um, I'm definitely ready for the coaching points that Coach Howe's going to provide to me in the sense of. I mean, I, I'm going to get there in the weight and frame I need to be. I like, I know I will. Like, I'm going to be working really hard for that in the offseason. But as for transitioning to, like, blocking up, like, much bigger guys, I think it's going to come with more just, like, simple technique points, like getting my head on the right shoulder. But, like, I think I'm going to be pretty ready to go when I get there in the sense of, like, obviously I'm going to I'm going to be a freshman. There's going to be plenty of times where I get put on my ass. Like, I know that. But I'm going to be, like, I'm going to bring it every play. And the, uh, like leading through holes and whatnot, I think it's just going to come down to simple technique points about about blocking. But I, I'm I'm pretty confident about my blocking ability, especially when I get there. I think you should. I mean, editorializing. Nobody has blocked like this as a tight end prospect since Pat came through, and that's like it's rare to see on tape um, guys just moving people from the tight end position. So that's interesting. Uh, you picked up that Wake Forest offer, and then things kind of got crazy like everything came in all at once essentially june 2021 was a big uh moment or a big time for you uh virginia boston college uh, old miss rutgers tennessee wisconsin michigan state and then eventually penn state came through september 1st i believe um take us through that tunnel i mean because that's that that is a crazy crazy amount of time or a crazy crazy amount of um, experience to go through in a short amount of time yeah so it was all around I think it was May, it was either May 18th or June 18th when I got wake. I'm not entirely sure which day, but, uh, and then, uh, I just started getting, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, recruits know how it goes. You get like one school offers you, then a million, million coaches follow you after that. And then just, it just starts picking up. But a lot of guys were kind of telling me that just like 
they were touching on like my ability and whatnot and how like they're just like I just never heard of you kid like you're out of the middle of nowhere like just never knew about it. and like me transferring to Milton as soon as I said I transferred to Milton Academy and reclass that's when people were like oh really? who's this kid because Milton's a pretty well-known spot like Lords had the biggest kid to go out of Lords I mean, they they had a quarterback who had like six thousand five hundred passing yards who would have gone probably power five if somebody knew about him. He went to William and Mary, and then a Princeton kid. Those are the two biggest kids in our area. Um, and it just goes to show. I mean, like it was about I think a month and a half, two months, and I picked up like ten offers or something. Um, I was just like, I didn't really know what to say. I mean, I was breathtaking, um, and it was really I was excited about it, but like. When I got to Milton, that's when I kind of – I started to get, like, the smaller schools. I really was focused on – like, I wanted Penn State. That was one school I always wanted. And, like, I had that mindset about a couple schools, and I was really, like – I had those were the goals I set for myself. Like, I'm going to work really hard to get this opportunity because this is something I want to look at. A lot of schools – but I also was the type of recruit. I checked off a million schools right off, like, the bat. Like, I knew, like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I, I visited, like, six places. Yeah, no. That, that makes sense. You, you you took a detour there um, early in January 2022. It's kind of a weird situation with Penn State. Looking back at it, with uh, with Mega was committed as a tight end. Uh, Joey, of course, was there. Neil Avery was you know a guy that they had talked about tight end with as well. Um, and you kind of found yourself in a situation that was uh, not ideal. So how was it going through that first commitment, and uh, what was it like from the Penn State side of things? I mean, I was definitely more inexperienced in the. And from a perspective of like the decommitment and commitment and like the flip stuff and thinking like at the time I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to do this. Cause it's going to be a terrible look. I'm like, and I don't want that look. And like, I'm like the first kid to do that. I'm like, I don't even know the last like two months, like 50 kids have flipped. And like, that's what I like when I talked to like some coach, like coach house with me, it was like, dude, like everybody does this crap. Like it's just part of the business. Like, and that was one thing that I honestly was like about, like, I really like when I committed to Michigan, I was like, I, it's a really bad look just to like, like, I, like when I gave him my word and whatnot. And, and like, that was something that really played a factor in the sense of like when Neo uh, decommitted, I was like, okay, this also get, makes it a lot easier on me because I really wanted to go back to Penn State. And that made it, and, and also the Michigan coaches moving, like Gaddis going to Miami, Harbaugh moving around and whatnot. There was so much movement. And it just opened up and made it a lot easier for me to go back to Penn State. And I also just that was always what I wanted. But it was it was causing me a lot of stress, though, to be honest. Like those like I was like, uh, I don't know, like a lot of I was worried how I was going to be perceived and whatnot, even though I shouldn't have been. Um, but yeah. So but as soon as I made that decision and heard about it, I was literally sitting at my kitchen counter having dinner with my parents when my dad just looked at me. He's just like, oh, yeah, Neo decommitted, by the way. I was so tight. I was so tight. And then I went back to school and I took the two visits and I was just like, there's no question, dude. Like I, I don't want to go to Michigan. So it's all, so it's always been Penn state. That's what you're yeah, saying. I always wanted to go to Penn state. It was, it was just terrible damn timing. I mean, I said, I should have committed. Like my dad told me to commit in like November. And then I was just like, no, I want to look around more. Like I was, I wanted to shop around a little bit more. But I mean, that's all, kind of a mistake. A lot of kids make though, to be honest with you, the attention of recruiting. Um, and, um, I should have committed in November was really the point. And uh, I just set, I came home from school. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to set my commitment date. I'm going to commit like January 3rd, I said. I like, said to my parents, I wasn't going to do anything live, but that's just when I decided I was going to announce. And then Coach Hal called me, like called me and texted me or whatever. 
like the 29th or 30th. And one thing he still comes about me at me about today is I'm terrible with my phone. Like I don't answer texts, nothing like coaches recruiting. And that was a time when I was being like heavily recruited right before I was going to commit. So I didn't answer his phone. Like I didn't answer this. And like, he was kind of trying to give me a shout like, Hey, like uh, someone's going to commit tonight in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like without trying to like, so like, give me a call. And I didn't see that. And then boom, Neo committed. And when not that happened, that all happened. And um, I called him January 3rd. I was like, coach, I'm not, I want to commit. I'm locked in. He's like, Oh, like, this is awkward. So they told me that um, they were going to like figure it out and do some moving around. The reality was like four tight ends. Like, you know, you have to like, that's, that's hard. I get what they're saying. And they told me from the jump, like they have to honor the word of the, kids who get there first and whatnot and um yeah so that was that reality of that so I was like a lot of part of me was like you know f them I'm going up to Michigan like and I decided to commit there because I was I didn't really have any other big offers at the time where I wanted to go to to be I mean I had some big ones but like I mean I it was Michigan or like Penn State really um and that's what I uh decided to do. So I committed to Michigan like three weeks later, all the moving happened about two months later. Um, rest is history. How's that phone call when you, uh, when you decide to, to switch it up a second time? Um, for to committing the Penn state point or decommitting for Michigan, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of both. Cause that's a, that's an experience for that. Um, I know not everybody goes through it, but it's pretty crazy. Decommitting. So decommitting for Michigan was kind of like, Okay, I mean, I was sitting, I was at school. I just decided, I mean, I called, I remember I called my dad. I was like, I was thinking about it for a while. I was like, I don't know why I'm thinking about this anymore. Like, I know this is what I want to do. I took like a week and a half, two weeks after the two visits I took, just thought about it. And I called, so I called Grant Newsom. Um, it's like, coach, I don't really, there's really no easy way to put this. But like, I was after a lot of thinking and whatnot, I'm, I'm going to decommit. Um, and I just told him straight up, like, I'm going to go to Penn State. I, I've always wanted to go there. And there, there was a lot of big situation. I told you I was I was I was always fully clear and uh, honest with him, which he appreciated. But like there was like, I don't even remember if he said anything. He was just like, OK. And I was just like, all right, thank you. Bye. And then I called Penn State committed. All right. So that was, uh, pretty cut and dry. I think Grant's top schools were Penn State and Michigan when he committed to Michigan, too. So he's got Coach an idea. Howell, Coach Hal toward uh, toward Coach Newsom on his, uh, one of his visits. When Hal yep. was an analyst, that's what he told me. So, I mean, I didn't mean like it was, it's, you know, it's like a business. Like what I said, it's not like a, it's not like a, like a breakup and I'm breaking up with my girlfriend or something. It's you now I'm decommitting from a school and he, I mean, it's tough, but I mean, he understood that. So we'll, we'll go deep in this interview. We won't go into the breaking, breaking up with girlfriends uh, part <laughs> of that, uh, that, that whole thing. So you get to Penn State, you're, you can't come in in January, uh, you're not allowed to. You come into Penn State next May, uh, what are you most looking forward to? What are the, what are the goals for you uh, right off the bat? I mean, obviously I want to make everyone's goals a young player. I want to get on the field as a freshman, whether that be playing time or starting, whatever it be. I know there's a, I hope, that, I think, pretty sure Brenton's going to leave. So I think that opens up a big window, an opportunity for me. And then there's Khalil, I mean, I mean, Obviously, he's been there for a while. He's got a, I mean, he's got a lot more experience than I do. So, I mean, I haven't been there yet, but I know I'm, I'm gonna get there and give everything I got, work my tail off, and bring everything I can, or show what I have talent-wise, bring it to the table, and uh, you know, Coach Howell is gonna hopefully utilize that with in which whatever way, um, 
But I'm going to be ready to go here right from the jump. I know I will be. So I think a lot of people can expect that from me. But um, yeah. Excellent. Uh, I spent all last cycle trying not to compare Nick Singleton to Saquon Barkley. I hate comparisons of, you know, the recent guys that have had a ton of success. Looking at your tape, it's impossible not to compare you to Pat, not only because the tape looks so similar because they did a lot of the same things at his school, but also his story, where he came from, taking the extra year, and just everything sort of layers with Pat. I know you've worked out with Pat. I know I've, t I've talked to Pat about you um, in the past, but uh, what do you think of the comparisons, and is that something that you know you kind of hang your hat on as well? I mean, being even put in the same sentence as Pat is kind of like – already like, like I don't even know if I'm deserving of that because <laughs> Pat is just a, an animal. But um, I definitely uh, really appreciate the comments when people like tell me that and whatnot. But I'm like, I obviously, he would probably say the same thing. Like I'm my own player and like Pat's Pat and he's like the best version of himself and he's a damn good player. But, like I want to be like my best version of myself. I'm going to work my tail off to create a name for myself. But like, Obviously, I'm shaping my game after his in every way. I mean, the way he could move with his size, catch every ball, and just, like, do it with – like, the one thing that I think stood out from him from the jump and, like, I kind of just saw when I was working out with him was his, like, like his personal confidence just in himself. Like, he's just so, like – he knows he's the best player. Like, he's, he thinks he's the best tight end in the NFL. Like, I can see it, like, just by the way he carries himself, works out, everything – and I think to just take seeing that, like, after I worked out with him, I kind of, like, altered my, like, mindset and, like, everything. Because I saw, like, I really showed that, like, somebody from, like, same area, not same area as me, but same area high school as me, just made it. He just worked his ass off and, like, you know, stayed healthy, obviously. That's what I, that's big. Just worked his tail off. And, I mean, the comparisons between me and him, I, like, it's awesome to hear. But it's early to hear too. Like if I, that's why I think that just right now I'm just focusing on working my tail off. And when I get there, I can, my game will speak for itself. You guys are uh, set to sign a top 15 class on Wednesday on national signing day. Um, what are your thoughts on the class? I mean, looking around, uh, who are some guys that jump out to you? Who are some guys that uh, you think can be difference makers for your, as future teammates? I think Jackson's going to be really good. I mean, obviously Drew's there and he's going to be, the stud for a couple of years, but I think Jackson brings a lot to the table. I think Javen's going to be, I don't know, Javen's going to be like a second round pick. <laughs> and I'll say Javen, if he works hard, I think is has a, a gift, like a gift. And I think Birch follows right behind him too. And I think Tony can be really good. He's just got to get his bulk up a little bit. Um, I'll be messing with him like that all the time. <laughs> I think Dakari can be really good. Um, and I hope we get him. I would want Daniel Harris. He'll be really good. I think he really could help our class out a lot. Um, I'm trying to think who else. What's the What's the feeling in this class in terms of relationship? Uh, you said you're busting on Tony and things like that, but what's the camaraderie like with uh, with these guys? Uh, we're all uh, really. I think we all have a really good relationship. Um, some closer than others, obviously, just because of locations and whatnot. Like, I mean, Tony or not Tony, uh, Javen, uh, Joey. And uh, Joey Palco have a really good relationship, those three, because they're just right next to each other. Um, but, I mean, all of us, yeah, we all get along really well. And, like, going on the visit, it's always great to see the guys. I mean, really reassuring that we're all going to, you know, have a really good time there. And 
you know, be successful. But I think we all like we all talk about all the time, like, yeah, when we like fun and games and whatnot. But like when we get there, like we got like lock in. So like I remember when we were on a visit, like Jair Brown came up to us and he was like, with last class and this class, you guys just got to work hard. You guys can do whatever you want. And whatnot. Last question. Last question here. What does the future hold for Penn State football? What do you think? I think it will be really good. I think really damn good. I think with Coach Franklin's coaching and everyone's, you know, will and grit and also to be successful. And they want to, I know that like that all of us with the talent we have and the talent we've been bringing in. And like I said, with the coaching, I just think we could go really, really far. And I mean, with the chemistry that I've seen them, them build in practice. And I mean, practice is great. Every time I go there, it's always so intense. And I just, I love the way Coach Franklin runs things and he just has like a championship mindset and you can see it. And I just think with uh, the people he's been bringing in, it's definitely doable if we work hard. Four-star Andrew Rappelier, the number 80 player in the country, the number two tight end, according to On3 Sports. Got a big bump. I'll call him an All-American. I tried to get him in an All-American game, um, but those things apparently filled up a little bit too early. Um, but Andrew, it's been a pleasure having you on uh, on the show on the BWI Daily. And uh, we wish you the best of luck with signing on Wednesday. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you. That'll do it for us on the BWI Daily. Thank you for joining us and, and we'll catch you next time. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.